episode 61. Pull that off. (laughs) All right, you ready? I'm Clay Lowe. And I'm Sarah Beth Hunt. You're listening to the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Where we get together once a week over coffee to talk about the big questions of life. Let's get into the show. Ready, Freddy, did you say? Yeah. Before I hit the record, but now I say it again. Ready, Freddy. All right, Freddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we are again, Havana Cafe. Ready for some more conversation? And I got a big question for you. And you're supposed to be like... A spiritual guru and all that, aren't you? Oh my, no. <laughs> uh, I'm looking behind me. You're uh, like, all things spiritual uh, you know. is you, right? I'm, I'm into it. I wouldn't uh, profess to know anything yet. No? All right. Well, that's I'm, I'm certainly th- looking. That must definitely mean you're a guru because you're professing to know nothing. Ah. All the gurus do, don't they? Yes, that so is true. I would run far if you had to say, yeah, I got it all down. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Um, well, this is, well, here's something. I, I wanted to talk about spirituality. Um, and that was a topic we've covered in different dimensions before. But his, a repeating pattern for myself is I get really into it. And then I have periods when I just drop off the net altogether on the sort of spiritual end. So, you know, it's supposed to be sort of mind, body, spirit. And um, I tend probably to spend a lot of time mind, body. And then spirit can disappear off the track altogether. And but I think I'm probably just at coming to a space where I'm thinking, hmm, it might be that piece. Yeah, I might. But that's it. So, but see, now what you just said there, this is what my part of my problem is. You said, now there's that peace. So, do we seek spirituality for peace? Can we not find peace other ways? No, I'm, that, not, I'm missing peace. As a missing that, piece. Okay, yeah, as in the, the piece, piece of the puzzle ah, or the piece of your pie. Gotcha. See, I was lo- I was thinking a Venn diagram there. Gotcha. Ah, okay. Well, anyway, that, that's a nice segue missing into my question. Missing piece meets the big O. Have you ever read that? No, I haven't. Okay, we're gonna have to do something. We got the, the big yeah. the big O missing piece. Big O. No, haven't. But it's, I think it's that. That's probably. Nice dovetailing to my question in terms of what role does sort of spirituality actually play? I mean, we're seeking this thing all the time, but what is this? Well, I mean, you sent me this message that was like, why, and this makes me think, why do we even need to kind of search for spirituality? Like, what is the the point of Mm. doing that? And, you know, I know a lot of people that don't seem to need that or they seem happy just doing the kind of mind. You know, for instance, people who are really into their kind of secular humanism, it's a real cerebral kind of thing, you know? Um, so I don't know. I only can speak for myself to say that this has always been with me. Like, but what is it then? What is the spirituality from your point of view? What do we mean by that term? For me, it's always been kind of about sensing that there's more to me and the world than meets the eye, I suppose. Right. I'm, my boys are listening to Transformers, so I just heard that a very different oh, way. More, more than meets the more eye. More than meets the eye. Yeah. Uh, it's working on a subconscious level. I like it. Um, so you're going to transform you know that, into something. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, we talked about this with the with the book that we read, that we did last week. Yeah. That's, you know, the, so it was uh, Conversations with the Archangel and the narrator kind of talks about how he's always had that like yearning to know and experience the divine. And I, it really resonates with me and I cannot tell you why. 
I, I just a, don't. It, but I it opens up a whole know. other question because you're mentioning divine. So I guess I have to buy into the fact that there is some kind of divine. Well, it, it, this is a word. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm just listing out my things yeah. that if I go down this track, that I've got to make us assumptions for, find words for. So this, yeah. this, this idea of a divine, this idea that um, there's something greater than ourselves, I guess it's another sort of concept. And I suspect in there is also spirit, because I guess unless I miss some research, you can't actually touch yeah. your spirit or see your spirit. Or and, and are we saying that spirit and soul are the same, or are those two yeah, separate? Yeah, I guess so. Because yeah, some people list those out as... These different. are really complicated, loaded words, aren't they? But yeah. like, yeah, we'll we'll go with a kind of loose. That soul and spirit being the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. I can buy that. <laughs> just just for the sake of, you know, see, one of the articles that you had sent me, which I, which I liked to a certain extent, is called Four Ways to Find Your Spiritual Path. I'll put it up on on the show notes. But the the thing I mainly liked about it is that this. Um, woman who's writing it kind of expressed something that she felt like there was something missing so she says I almost felt as if I had a hole in my soul and nothing I was doing in life filled that hole I was determined that I was doing life wrong and I started seeking how to do life right and that was the beginning of my spiritual journey so that, that's, that does not sum up my feelings about it but I feel like that is a common experience that causes people to go looking for something is that that sense that there's something more you know if there's something more something missing because I've used both phrases yeah yeah. I don't know I I mean I, I see I think that probably is what I don't resonate with is that it's it, I feel that I go for there's something more there's something whereas more. but I but I think that it's probably not uncommon to also have experience it in that sense yeah you know that you're kind of because I think it's that feel that um that there is something and I probably come at it from both ends that there's something missing that this just cannot be all that there is because then it does seem kind of I mean, I think you can come at this in an intellectual way, can't you? Because, you know, there's that whole thing, like, you can watch ants, like, you know, crawl all over the ground, and they have their whole little, like, ant life, you know? Mm. They have their their nest and their people, and, you know, they know who's in their, you know, tribe yeah. of ants. And there's no way that they can comprehend human, human life. And if you step on an ant, it's like, suddenly that ant's just dead. It's you know, there's no way that they can conceptualize what just happened there. Our assumptions Do you know what I mean? That they can't. Well, that's true. But I think that we often like to think that we're so different than yeah. most other animals and that we we are the higher perspective. And maybe but that's where we're going wrong though, isn't it? Well, but that I think that's that there there's is always more. there's always something that's that's been in me that's like there doesn't quite make sense that we now know everything. And so in, from a logical perspective, for me, yeah. there's also like there's a kind of experiential perspective, but there's also a logical perspective that this can't actually be the whole story to things because that just doesn't seem but to me. that just doesn't make sense I'm to me. I'm a seesaw kind of guy on this one, and that I think I can spend part of my time I spend thinking that there's more, and then I 
have other times where I was like, you know what? There is nothing else. This is it. But that, but there's a the point of when both of those things mean the same thing. There's a point, I think, on the spiritual path that you get to with like Zen is a real yeah. like embraces that kind of in the truth of the paradox that there is more and there is not more. Yeah, but I mean? think that's Zen's that's, way of yeah. just being Zen, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> you can't nail them down, right? Just there be is us. more and there's another. Yeah. <laughs> <Or> very Zen. <laughs> okay, and I can't say you're wrong because, you know, yeah, it's all Zen. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess yeah. um, it may be that's why I find myself sometimes into it and sometimes completely mm. out of it because sometimes I come to the conclusion that there is, this is it. And yeah. so make the most of the time that you're breathing. And then there's other times where I'm thinking, oh, yeah, you know, it's all cool. It's all chill. We're all headed to the same place. And then you get to turn to the cosmic soup and everything is moves on into its next sort of cycle. But um, I've kind of gotten to this whole metaphor about um, maps and questions recently and how, you know, we all have a kind of, I love maps. And your croissant has arrived. Oh, yay. Oops. Thank you. Just put it down there. I think that um, you know, I like I like maps. Yeah. And I like yeah, a a, I like a visual about things, even if it's kind of just only in my head. And so I think that I have this kind of visual perspective on my what I would call my spiritual journey. But more recently, I've started thinking about the fact that it's not the different traditions that I feel like I can kind of use as landmarkers as I go through, but more that these things are the result of questions that have arisen through my life. So, you know, for instance, I have this very, very clear memory of, I must have been about 13, I was in middle school, and I was with a really good friend of mine. Uh, and I just remember that, that real realization that I was gonna die one day. And it, I remember the feeling of it, and I remember where I was, and I remember, I, I still can feel the kind of power of that realization that, you know, you move beyond the kid kind of perspective of, you know, you're just bopping along to something really profound. And uh, I think that my whole journey can kind of be charted like that. It's like different kind of experiences than, you know, raise new questions for me that, that then make me go out looking for answers in different places. And I think that's kind of, in a way, for me, it's, it, at the moment, the way I'm thinking about it is that it's kind of come back, like the spiritual life is, is really about this question um, that are not, whether, that's a, whether it's a question about an experience you have, that the normal answers that like kind of just mundane reality don't give you yeah. or something that makes you then go, I need more than this. I need more information or I need more understanding than well, I have. Isn't that the curse of man, isn't it? That's Probably. Why we're where we're at now is that we just seem to have this... Too bad this life, we're both humans. Maybe next life you well, can be a bird and then... It just seems that we have... We, all, we, we, we need to make meaning out of things. Mm -hmm. And so all our striving has been to make meaning. 
in one of the last, of course, frontiers of you know the whole sort of spirit and what happens beyond. So I think we're still grappling with that. Although some people will tell you they've got the answer and they know what all happens, but I think collectively as a species, we're still grasping at what does it all actually mean? Is there anything else besides this? Is there something greater than ourselves or or not? What do you feel like was your first... Do you, do you have a memory of kind of your first foray into that kind of world of spirituality or soul or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, I think I'm, you know, raised in a sort of Christian tradition. Um, and I, never, I don't think I ever told you this, but at one point in time I did want to be like a pastor. I thought that would have been yeah. a cool job, you know, yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. But I think... You would have probably been really good at that, wow. actually. See, I, I liked it the whole, you know. You're too, you're too uh, <laughs> questioning, though, probably. But I was just said I wanted to, I wanted to come at it from that point of view as well. As in, I guess at that very kind of young age, I realized that maybe there is some more stuff. Um, I liked, I liked the idea when I was going to church, but I didn't like the formality and I didn't like all the sort of heaven and hell stuff and all the sin things. But for me, there seems that, that there should have been something more to it than that. Um, and in terms of, I don't know if I had a, I'm trying to think if I ever had a moment that says, yeah, boom, there's some greater thing. I know I spent a lot of time in the woods and things like that. So there was that kind of connection with, if, if, if I was putting a, Given something a title and saying spirituality or spiritness would have been there because there was this oneness, there was this peace, there was this... I think the, the reality is, I'm going to make a statement now and listeners can decide for themselves whether they think <laughs> it's true or not, but I feel like most people have had that moment where... I don't know, you're out in the woods or you, you know, you look at something and oftentimes it is with nature, you know, you look at something and suddenly you're in a different perspective. You know, something changes about your feeling of yourself and who you are and your relationship with that thing you're looking at. I think that probably came and a little bit lo later in life for me. But I think that kind of space. If I, I feel like that's the moment when people go, it's that whoa moment. Like whoa, this is not something that I've experienced before, and this is not explained in the realm of the stuff I'm used to. Yeah, I think my reasoning is a little bit more wacky than that. Yeah, but that's why that's why we're here. <laughs> no, it, it is. My brain is just kind of all kind of crazy. I mean, in terms of uh, the um, in terms of <laughs> in terms of the, like the sort of Christianity bit, um, I had this um, where I was thinking that it was better to believe than to, to not believe and I'm talking about sort of in the Christian faith and, and God aspect um, I thought it, okay it was safer if uh, if I so you were going to get in trouble if you didn't believe whereas if um, oh, we got we got the disco going on here now <laughs> I think uh, the DJ 
has just come in <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, we'll have to sort out the music. In fact, we'll, we will take a break right now. The Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was created to carve out space for contemplation in the middle of our busy week. Inspired by the very ancient idea that wisdom and principles of conscious living can be found through conversation, Clay and I started meeting over coffee at the Havana Cafe. From these meetings, the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast was born, and as an independent podcast, it is supported by listeners like you. Here's how you can help us support the show and continue taking time to explore the big questions in our lives. First and most importantly, you can share the podcast with friends on Facebook, Instagram, or old school, like talking to your friends. Ha <laughs> ha. Leave a review for us on iTunes, or you can support the show for as little as a couple of pounds or dollars a month. That's less than the coffee you are drinking right now while listening to this show by going to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and hitting that contribute button. Hope you're enjoying this episode, and thanks again for listening. All right, so we, we had a little bit of disco going on See, there. See, we really are in the Havana <laughs> yeah, Cafe. <laughs> exactly. So I think what I was trying to say before the DJ kicked in um, is that my different light bulb moments, or I guess I wouldn't describe it as light bulb moments. So for the Christianity, as I was saying before the break, Christianity, I thought, well, you know, it's better to believe than not believe. So if this whole God thing is right, the safer believing than not believing. Oh, that's definitely the Christian message. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah so, so I believed because it was a better option. <laughs> See, but that like always always bothered me about Christianity because I don't like the idea that people you can just believe for an insurance policy. Like you don't actually believe; you just say you believe. Yeah. Or you kind of try and work yourself into that belief just in case. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just in that's case. That's not man. cool, man. <laughs> just in case. That does not sit right with me. I still had lots of questions and things like that. I still wanted to understand what was really there, but I, I never went so far as to say I was an atheist and believed in nothing. So even when I'm saying that I kind of dip out of spirituality, I've never dipped out of believing that there's some other kind of entity or thing or force or yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or so I've never become. I've never been an atheist. I was definitely that? the because um, of course I was raised in in the church as well and went to Sunday school and went and was confirmed and I was always the really annoying kid. He was like asking questions about the dinosaurs or about, you know, things that kind of, what about all the good people in other countries that, you know, didn't believe in Jesus and then are they going to go to hell? You know, like all these kind of questions that, because I think the thing, the thing that's kind of occurred to me by this point in my journey is that all these different kind of traditions have a space and a way that they answer certain questions easier than others, or, or rather that they have certain questions they feel are more important than others. And I feel like um, the questions, I suppose, that I found important weren't very easily answered in Christianity. Like what, what questions? Um, you know, like, so for me, I was kind of brainstorming, like, what was it like to be in that space, going to church every week and stuff? And I think that, like you there was a part of it that I really enjoyed about going to a space that honored the kind of sacredness of life um, and being with other people that were also doing the same, that were taking, you know, coming out of the kind of just rat race and just getting caught up in all the minutia of stuff 
and really trying to kind of come back into a higher perspective about their life and about what was important and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think one of the things about the, the Christian kind of perspective is that, number one, you really have to wait until you're dead to experience the divine or, or to kind of have that real experiential kind of feeling I about things. I wouldn't say that. No? No. I, I guess it depends on what kind of Christian That's true. sect you're yeah. in. But in I ours, mean, it was very much there's kind of alive a, and then. Right. For me, there was like, there's prayer, but it's more removed. Like you are Well, there was all this speaking. sort of interceding with the Spirit and speaking in tongues. So oh, for yeah, us, see, so yes, we, yeah, right, I, mean, yeah. I grew up, you, there was a presence as in he was in the room with us now and you converse and so it wasn't right. yeah, so it that, was. that kind of then brings it more, like the more of the mysticism kind of stuff comes in because mm. that's kind of it isn't it it's like the mysticism is, with every religion is a bit like the experiential in yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah so it was it was very much in fact I like the stuff that wasn't that was alive whenever I went to churches that were like boring and they just sing a couple oh, of yeah. hymns and stuff but um, the other things that were alive and make it one of the things I always thought about sort of Christianity is it was more so it's this whole thing of religion where some other ones are more of a way of life or feel more like a way of life or a thought process you know like Zen and some things like that where it's, it almost seems more of a, a, a spiritual philosophy as opposed to a religion with a set of concepts that you have to learn these rules or don't break those rules and um, you know and say these different tenets and creeds and things like that so you know I think one of the on my journey I'm kind of skipping ahead now because um, I think it, so the two things when you were talking I was thinking my relationship to I think religion and spirituality probably extend it from and we talk about this in an episode we were looking at like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings because mm-hmm. I was really big into the fant- heroic fantasy. So I always liked the, the magical, mystical, you know, yeah. you may be able to conjure up all these forces. So for me, I was always looking for that kind of thing um, to sort of connect to. Um, I guess fast forward a little bit, got into Taoism for the very reason I don't like the a whole bunch of doctrine and tenets, but I do believe that there's a force that you can connect with in any way that you want. I don't have to have a prescription for how to do that. I don't have to say any sayings. I don't have to do any doings. Uh, You know, you just kind of have a way of seeing the world, I guess, was more of a... I think for me, there was a lot about just not getting on with within a tradition that did not encourage me to ask any questions. Every time I, like this was, and this is my particular church yeah. as well. It probably was in one of those um, conservative churches somewhere, were you? Uh, I mean, it was Traditional we were Lutheran, so it was like the kind uh, of first step off, off of Catholicism, of course, because Luther is the one who broke Right. From I don't think I've ever been to a first, Lutheran service. So it's, it's very similar. There's a lot of similarities to Catholicism. Right. But, you know, ultimately, every time I asked a question, I wasn't encouraged. And I was, it, wasn't, it didn't feel open. It felt like, don't question, because then you'll go to hell. Right. 
you know, and that just never sat right with me as well, you know, because I suppose we're here because we like questions and we like to kind of explore things for ourselves. And, and I think, you know, there's also that thing for me that I was always like kind of looking out into the world for some, for people that seem to embody the thing that I was looking for, you know, um, See, I just wanted to be a, like a Jedi. You just wanted, yeah. Or yeah, a I magician. Could see that. You know, that's what I wanted was that kind of mystical power. So that's what I've been searching for, my own piece of the mystical power. <laughs> you can get it. Can I? I think so. Which? Who do I need to study? Or you can, you can just, uh, you, you have to go high up in the uh, yogi world and stuff. Oh, they yeah. can do see, all well, kinds see, of stuff. Uh, that kind of stuff that attracts me always. Same with Taoism. If you work your way up through the sort of nine levels and you can get to that place you know where you can do all sorts of magical yeah. things that's but all unfortunately I, I think by the time you get there you've also been kind of gone through a series of realizations to why you can't use that force out in the open you to see, be you know, a magician bogus. come on man <laughs> I'm gonna be liking those kind of things I think um, the I felt like Everyone that I saw around me in that kind of space didn't know very much more than I did. That yeah. was my problem. I looked around and I was like, you're still struggling with the same stuff. And, and, and you don't see, and not that I expect to kind of become, you know, a person that doesn't struggle ever. Hmm. But I guess I was just looking like there. There's got to be somebody or, or that, that knows more about how to kind of connect with things and understand how to, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to put into words, but I felt like I looked around and I did not feel like I saw wisdom. I feel like I saw ritual. I feel like I saw people who knew but I guess very I, little that, more than I did. The question, so, you, so, so I don't think I ever had... So it sounds like you have a quest for answers that you were looking for. And I'm trying to think, that I was I ever after big answers more than being able to do cool stuff? I think I was probably... That's what, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do cool stuff. I didn't really mind the, you know, like the, the questions. Um, although, I, you know, I had lots of questions, but I was okay with finding answers for myself. So... I was never looking for answers from anyone, I don't think, necessarily, but I wanted to find something that I could tap into and do mm. mystical things. I, yeah, yeah. I think the first person that I saw that really had that glimmer of something was my grandmother. I, You know, and she was a very um, spiritual Christian. So do you have a model that... Is, I know you said we talk about yeah. your grandmother here. I mean, because this is a thing. It's like if you're searching for something, what is this thing that you're searching, and how would you know that you actually had it? The, this this sounds um, kind of like morbid, but this is why I get on with Buddhism so well because they say death is your greatest teacher in Buddhism. But you know, I had I, I feel like it all started for me with that realization that things are impermanent, that nothing I have is going to last, and that I too am going to die. Like in a really real way, I felt that, and I don't think that realization has ever really the power of it has ever really left me. And when I looked around, I did not see anyone that wasn't afraid to die, and something about dying feels to me like it shouldn't be scary. 
And I can't tell you because obviously I can't remember a past life or some kind of answer that might Should suggest any different. Military. But there's a <laughs> but there's a intuition that I have that this is not a scary thing. And to speak your your language, kind of Gandalf has that thing, doesn't he? In uh, where he's they're uh, holed up in uh, Minas Tirith, are they? Yeah, yeah. And he says, uh, you know, this is not the end. This is only, you know, then you pull back the curtains and there's the yeah, field, it. Elysian fields. You know, but I, I just have this intuitive sense and I'm looking for that realization because I feel like if I can figure out that, I'll understand a lot about life. Right. And it's not, it's not a thing that I feel... Um, when we use the word morbid, we, we think about it in a really negative way. Or if we're like living as if we're afraid to die, we're, we're, it, it feels very negative. But for me, it's not a negative feeling that I have when I consider these things. It's a, it's a curiosity and a kind of like, I have a very strong intuitive sense that, that there is more and that there is a veil over my eyes that I can slowly pull away or, or slowly peel back the kind of like fog of my perception to see something else that makes that natural and co- and fine and totally fine and I, and for With the me the death thing yeah okay yeah that's interesting because you know there's a freedom in that like there's a ultimate freedom yeah, and there's a number of ways that you get at that. I mean, if you think about um, Bushido and the mm. way of the warrior, that mm-hmm. is the, the code or the underlying part of that code is the absolute, resolute acceptance of death. But and as you say, not in a morbid way, but to understand that you know that you are already dead, regardless of yeah. how you like to pretend that we're not. But you're already there. But then, what that frees you up to do is to live. Fully. Fully. Yeah. And not worry about death because that's already a foregone conclusion. That's already happening. Yeah. So now focus all your attention on living. And and, and I suppose there's just all kinds of different roads and and, yeah. and ways of explaining. Because it's the same with existentialism, isn't it? So just existentialism in this whole. Because it was. And maybe that's kind of when I stumbled into the sort of existential sort of philosophy in fact they wouldn't call themselves philosophers on, on that end but it was so probably less about the question of what's after but probably a question for me was what's the point of all the stuff that we're doing because it yeah. seemed like and not and mostly because it seems like we do a lot of dumb stuff going to work doing all yeah. this stuff and it's like come on and man. worrying about a lot of dumb stuff well, only because which I do we, as well but it's because we set up the instead of focusing on living we created all these other society and things that you got to do that distracts you from, you know, living (laughs) because you're so busy doing those things. And I'm thinking, okay, well, you're going to do all of that and then you're going to die. But so all the things that we're focusing on, are we wasting time doing those things when we could be living and then die as opposed to don't waste all my time doing nine to five and doing all this stuff and then I got to die because that just sucks. It's like, come on, man. I have... A short amount of time on the earth. I don't really want to spend it messing around with stuff that doesn't really matter because, you know, like I, I'm okay with the whole sort of death thing. and I know that it's going to happen. Um, don't really care if it happens or when it happens. Um, but I 
I guess where I get disturbed is when I have to do something that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, come on, man, because I'll do this and it's going to waste that amount of time and I might not have much more time. So why would I want to spend it doing that thing Yeah. when I could be doing something else? Also, if, if we're both kind of coming from different experiences of, of the Christian kind of conception of that, hmm. of, of spirituality and stuff, then you, like, do you... Is it kind of your first move then was to look into kind of magic and, and mysticism and stuff like that and having that super force? Like, what did you, what did you find in that space? I think the, my first point of call when I was moving from the sort of the, my drift from organized religion was uh, idea of spirituality. So I always believed in God. But I thought, well, I don't need this book and I don't need these walls. I can actually go out into the woods and talk to God. So I was okay with yeah. doing that and conversing with spirit. Whatever that meant, I was doing it. I don't know if it was just my mind or it was just, you know, whatever. But um, I was okay with having that relationship on my own. I just didn't like people imposing rules and telling me how I could do it. Um, so that's kind of always been there. And then I started, because I've done martial arts and things like that and watched too many kung fu movies and read too many sci-fi, I wanted to go, well, you know what? This force stuff and this mysticism. Um, you know, there's Christian mysticism, Jew, Jew, you, know, Jew, you know, the whole sort of Kabbalah thing. Um, so there's all these different mystical traditions um, where if you... And, they, and most of the mysticism, there's a sense of lone wolfness. So you go through these trials and tribulations but you got to go through those trials and tribulations to reach the other side and be able to see what take the veil off your eyes type of thing so that always appealed to me as well because it's a very solitary ish type and in a way it's pursuit. about you kind of going through it yourself rather than yeah, you the can. institution you, can, you have mentors and stuff along the way, but it's you that has to take the journey and you get different pieces of, you know, and everybody, there's a lot of, your whole, everything that you do from when you wake up to you go to bed is moving you towards that thing. So any interaction that you have, there's always something, or at least that's what I believe, there's something that I learn from every interaction. So everybody that I come in contact with has some piece of the puzzle for me but I have to pay attention to listen. And when you read in books, there may be only a sentence. And this is a lot what alchemy is about because they buried a lot of their stuff in, in these various different things. And it may be just a sentence in a 900-page you know, book that actually is the little piece that you need for the next leg. Right. Um, is this kind of when you got into tarot and and signs and all of that kind of stuff or did that come later yeah i think that's that's been a blend of of stuff over the past probably the last sort of 12 years i've you know experimented with tarot but as not for divination but for personal development and right okay and connecting with symbols and metaphors and working with working with the brain in that space so working with our collective um, unconscious, working with the subconscious mind. So things like the tarot, things like shamanism, things like magic were all tools for me for working with the subconscious mind, which is there was a point in time where for me that subconscious mind is spirit, is where 
this mystical power resides, the conscious mind gets in the way from you being able to tap into that space all the time. And these other traditions, tarot, those sorts of things, for me were ways of working with the subconscious mind as the ultimate being and or power. So in and of themselves, so I wasn't a believer in it, in and of themselves it was only a way of working with something so my core belief is yes we're connected to some bigger entity spirit like all like we were saying last week you or me me or you so i do believe that you know we're all one thing um and being able to and that we have so much power that we can tap into but our own conscious mind gets in the way so if you can find the way of quieting the conscious mind and letting go of all that stuff, then you can tap into this more powerful resource. Um, and it was, and it was, it was, it was for that that I tried these various different things, and they're pretty cool. I mean, I've had some some fun with all those aspects and the combination of those aspects. Um, I think this might be a good time to think because I'd like to continue this so if we kind of draw this as a part one yep and then we can pick this back up because I'd like to talk about or if you know we'll finish where you were at in terms of um, what each of these paths as it were that I got from them maybe yeah I mean there's there's kind of two like pictures I have in my mind about this whole journey thing. One is that you, know, you have this idea of the mountain and that there are many different paths up the mountain, but that it's the same mountain. Yes, absolutely. That's so there's, all over. There's oh, that. Yeah. And then there's also kind of my own idea of the map. And and for the moment my the image that is coming to my mind is that, you know, a kind of question arises and kind of bubbles up on the map. And that's the kind of compass that tells you that go in this direction. You know, go looking for the understanding. I wouldn't say answer, but like an understanding to the way that you can think about that question a bit more deeply and kind yeah. of, you know. And, and of course, that's going to lead you to certain... That might, you know, keep you in a tradition, but, you know, go looking within that tradition for the answer. Or that might lead you to a different you know, kind of wisdom tradition that that is more able to answer that question for you somehow. But, I, you know, that, that's my other kind of image is like, as I'm going through, these are the kind of things that, like, there's no right way or right way, you know, right framework, but it's that, you know, certain kind of words speak to certain people and they understand things in different ways. And so we kind of need all of these bits, and all of these bits kind of um, can help us, I suppose. Yeah. So I think for me it was it was it, a couple of things. Well, it was about an adventure for me. So I almost see this whole search for my being able to do my magical stuff as a part of an adventure. Um, but that I guess well, like I'm not a good person for dogma. So. As you probably picked I up. I just am so surprised to hear that. I hate rules. You I don't hate conformity. like being told I don't what to like do. To, to, told to do. So anytime okay. that happens, then it's time to go. So for me, it was like I'm going to pick my own way out and find this thing. Um, and so I've been always quite free with 
you know, go into, you know, whatever religion or whatever spirituality and seeing what they know and taking bits yeah. of it and say, oh yeah, I like that bit. So in, in essence, I'm almost creating my own practice based off the different pieces of things that I like. So, um, and I suppose, you know, it's, yeah. it's possible for us to do that now because of course a long time ago when people didn't travel and information didn't travel, mm. we would have been kind of stuck in a certain tradition and had to find our way through that, which but, is also possible. But and to, but some would say that you like maybe I would never get to where I need to go to because I'm not following a tradition and so therefore your either the steadiness or your belief system's not in the right place, so you're not going to get to where you want to ultimately go to um, yeah I don't know shall we take a pause for the cause here yeah so everybody listening is going to have to wait a week to find out what's next what's next for you on the path a little preview right, well, zen you wanna, yeah, zen oh, on, oh um, yes I think I might be back to zen again yeah and I I'm uh, yeah going east as well are you we'll have a little chat nice this episode of the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast is brought to you by people just like you, wonderful listeners. So thank you very much. If you have a spare second and you would want to click over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review or just some stars, that really helps us out a lot and helps other people find us who might enjoy the show. And if you would like to contribute to the show, then you can contribute as little as a pound an episode or less than a coffee an episode. Um, if you head over to HavanaCafeSessions.co.uk and click on the contribute button, you'll find all kinds of different ways that you can help us out. Thank you so much if you have already contributed in some way or if you're thinking about contributing and really even just telling other people who you think might enjoy the podcast or um, joining in the conversation is very, very helpful. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sarah Hunt, and on behalf of Clay Lowe, goodbye, and we'll see you next week.